When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We like to apologize. For what? To absolutely no one. <laughs> <laughs> the two-time champ does absolutely f- Okay, we are live. Made in Champ podcast. Um, gonna get the aliases off. Didn't do it in the last episode, but I am two dems. The real is back. The real is back. Come on. Uh, I am him. Him, he neutron <laughs> in the flesh. He's him. The best member of the dark skin society. DK. What's his name? I ain't said his name. Damn Damson Idris. Watch your back. <laughs> we have a very, very special guest in the building. Special guest, please. Get off your aliases as well. Yo, Introduce yourself. Mate, my aliases are nothing like yours. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a self-introduction, if there was ever one. That was it. Oh, my name is Walwyn. That's it. Plain and simple. That's me. Yeah, no, we love that. Sometimes plain and simple is the way to go. Absolutely. I might need to follow your lead, though. That was sick. <laughs> yeah. i stop doing that. No, for sure. Honestly, <laughs> next time you come on... Just have a bunch of names ready to go off. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's true or not. You're just, gonna, <laughs> just get them off. No, I was listening to it. Half of that don't sound true. <laughs> <laughs> Colson Lucy, Don Colon in the building, the one and only, aka yes, or Coolins, aka C Note, aka Hollywood Cole. We here, man. Coming for you. We are indeed. Day, right air, surround sound, smart speakers, portable speakers, you name it, we dare. Mm-hmm. Episode two two five, I think. How about five? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Sure, sure, why not? <laughs> Let's get it. Oh, it's me. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, man. I'm just fixing the mic. It's Eman G45, the G mm. solid in my name, the 45 silent. Come on. It's going to get you bogging. Eman Prime. Eman Prime? Yeah, that's another one, brother. Yeah, we love it. Um, <laughs> what else? Genghis Chibogwe, mm-hmm. Tinfoil Haims, mm-hmm. Black Mama Dove. <laughs> Chia Yam. Yeah. God is great. Always. He's above all. Yeah. Don't listen to TJ Jakes. Anyways. <laughs> Wag one. What are we saying? What Happy we New s- Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Year. Yeah. Say on the second one, but. Yeah. Happy 2024. New Year. Yeah. 2024. Indeed. We're here. We're here. We're here. So, episode. Go on. Let's go. All right. All right. So, we've got Warwin. Warwin. Warwin in the building. Thank you for coming on. I mean, this is. A bit of a full circle moment, because pretty much, yeah, yeah, we've we've known each other for several years. Mad? So the first time I saw you, we were going to school, and we're waiting for the bus, and the bus never came. Do you know what? That's such a regular occurrence. 
Yeah, that the, the bus never That's came. the most Shafford thing maybe ever. That, and is, then, that is standard, yeah. yeah. He was both late. I think Mr. Stanlock was yelling at you, but like when I told him, <laughs> like the bus, the bus like, never came, it was like, I. Right. This was another teacher, but I know Mr. Stanlock was yelling at you. Probably. Yeah. That's not, you know what? That's not uncommon. Shout out to Mr. Stanlock as well, but yeah. I don't even remember. No, do, do you, you know what? So many people have like vivid memories of school. I cannot tell you a single thing. Really? I just blocked the whole of Chafford out of my mind. Like I've got like core cool memories and like key bits, but nothing to do with actual like school. Fair enough. Crazy. I was like, I'm done. You're never gonna see me again. Mm. So do you do you not speak to anyone from school or Actually, I've got like my group of friends, uh we're very close. It's like Three. We literally out yesterday. Yeah. Mm. There's uh, you know Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally with Bruno yesterday. Oh, man, His like, brother Dan. We yeah, grew up yeah, together. Yeah. And our other friend Lewis, and their wives. That's their wives. that's like Crazy. that's like my close circle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a few. Yeah. There's a few people from school, but I wasn't one of them people that like. Even though my like my close circle was few, mm. yeah. but I was friends of everyone, sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No one was really doing clicks too much back then, but you definitely had your little pockets of people. Well, your yeah. new group was weird because you we were so weird. You only we had so you only had yourselves in a sense because you had to keep going up. You were the first ever year. I want to say we were the second. second year, okay, so which was even weirder. That's like honestly, like when I talk to people that I've met just after school, just yeah. outside life, who have just gone to a traditional secondary school, mm. it's just standard. I'm like, nah, we were weird. It like, was a- we literally. So I remember when we started, well, when they, like the first ever year seven, like literally school was built, boom, first mm. year. That was my cousin. He was in that year. And they came to, they came to Tudor Court and all the other little primary schools in the area. And they literally asked the students, like, what do you want? Like, do you want to have a uniform? Do you want oh, this, wow. that, and the other? So they got the choice. And they went with uniform. And I was like, bro, why'd you do that? <laughs> like, we had it. Like, but no, it was so many decisions were started, like, from, like, literally from the mm. students and stuff. And there was, like, a... They made the whole thing about... I mean, this is... Bearing in mind, this is 2001. We could have had no uniform. It was an option. It was an option. But... I, come, that no, anyway. I get it because it was at the time it was quite a divisive area because you had Chaffin, Chafford, which is arguably more affluent, right next to like Stifford Clay's yeah, and these yeah, sort of things. Yeah, and then yeah. when you introduce that into a high school setting, now you've got they basically tried to eliminate as much bullying off the set as they could. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, which yeah. was the whole reason why we had smart cards and no money because they were like, "Well, you can't get mugged for your smart cards." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, there were a lot of things like that. Smart cards are another one, and yeah, bearing in mind this is two thousand one, they were talking about yeah, every student's going to get a laptop. And two thousand and one. Yeah, so bro. you went to second. So, yeah, so I started two thousand two. Yeah. I was in year seven in 2002. So the first year group must have been 2001. Mm. And even back then, I remember there was a day, I think it was before you guys must have started, there was a power cut. And so all the smart boards died. So we Mm. literally couldn't do lessons. And my dad was going, don't they have a blackboard? I was like, no, it's a smart board. There's no no electricity. There's no school. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to go home early. It's like weird stuff like that. And I was like, so no one else had any of that. 
It was just us. I do remember like the opinion. Oh yeah, the Friday. Part one, you still one did they still do the half Friday? I don't think they ever get rid of that. They still did that when we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even that was sick. It stopped when it happened in sixth form. What? Wait, were you the year group? Did you have to do sixth form? No. But, but it was went, but it was available. Yeah, 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 we no, were. We didn't. We did. A, they did a weird experiment with us. So I did my A levels. I started my A levels in year eleven. But what ones? Uh, I did. I did sociology, but they okay. were for business as well. And um, I think that was it. Yeah, business studies or sociology. And so we did the AS level, which meant we could just do the second half of that when we got to Palmer's yeah. basically just do a year in college and then dip but no one passed <laughs> literally no one not a single it. person I'm passed. not surprised you're not going to get year 11 to on top of their GCSEs to be able to do an no, AS there was, a, there was a few there was a few yeah but asked, like they were exceptional I think mm. if, that, if he's yeah. saying no one passed the people that I know that did A-levels at um, GCSE that they were cut above the rest Right. So yeah. it wasn't, they weren't just giving it, giving it to anyone. But it was a very unique experience growing up in Chafford. And I know yeah. the school especially was very experimental before, before we got there, which was interesting because you were our first year 11 in the sense that we wow, were in year seven okay. when yeah. you got there. That's crazy. Or when you were there. Yeah. So I just have these, because you was really nice to us. Like you, you know, as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause I can't I can't say the same for other people. Mm. <laughs> all I know is that year elevens were just evil deviants. So do you, <laughs> you know, know what? Evil That's evil. actually interesting. You say that. So, like we're saying, I didn't have a year eleven. Mm. I had a year eight. Yeah, when I was there, and that was it. That's crazy. And the thing about me and a lot of people. I mean, well, you knew me, like, so you can mm. testify to this. Have I really changed in size since? No, yeah. Since like More I was less a kid, from, yeah. I've basically. I remember the last time I remember like measuring myself. Like, well, the first time I've got memory of it was I know that in year seven I was five three, mm. which is like big yeah. for a kid. So when I went into year seven and started secondary school, the like I said, there was just year eights and no one else. So a few of them tried to do that, oh, we're older than you, we're going to bully you thing. And I was like, bruv, I'm bigger than you already. Like, <laughs> there's, no, there's literally no, like, there was no threat because mm. if we had year 11s, you're basically on your way to being a full-grown man at that yeah, point. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. there would have been some of that. But I think because I, I basically grew up never being successfully bullied <laughs> okay. like yeah. I, jo I joke all the time like especially in chafford like growing up in primary school like you get kids that you know get it from their parents they see a black kid they're mm. like oh yeah we're gonna pick on him but in primary school they were too stupid to realize that if you're bigger that's not gonna work yeah, out. yeah. that's not gonna work out well for you so i say i've never been successfully bullied like people have like tried to pick on me mm. because i'm different but and i've always been, been bigger and life. stronger yeah, oh well, I was born in New Cross, lived mm. there till I was like three. We were like one of the first families to move into Jafford, like 94, 
94, 95. Yeah. I didn't like, even know it was a thing. So you would have been there and a lot of it still would have been a chalk quarry, wasn't it? 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And do you know what? It's annoying because I sound like all these old people. That Get them out of our me. area. <laughs> <laughs> not in that sense. Not in that sense. No. no, literally no. So my version of that is, so I used to work at the O2 Arena mm. and anytime someone over like 60 would be like, oh, I remember when all of East London was a dockland and yeah. all this and all this and like, okay, well, it's not anymore. <laughs> like, we built over it now. But that's literally me, like where, so I'm like on the corner, like where sort of the San Martin is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been in that bit. house since you were three? The yeah. one next to Jay. Oh, so yeah, seen, my family's been there like that whole You've way. seen the development of... 100%. So after was my Was Lakeside even a thing? Lakeside, yeah. yeah Lake, so Lakeside actually came before Chafford. Got so you. Lakeside was there, but there was nothing else around yeah. it. So where my house is, there was basically nothing until like... It was weird. So where the shops are, where like the Tesco mm. and like the Doctors is... Between my house and there, there was like nothing. Yeah. So I just used yeah. to like ride my bike. Like that's why I sound like an old person now. Cause I'm like, <laughs> oh, I used to literally. There was just a massive like chalk hill, and my mate lived at the bottom of that chalk hill. Mm. So I just get my bike and just like go all the way down that. Yeah. But now that is what is turned into like, I think it's Cumberland Road. That's yeah. All, yeah. So all that yeah. was just chalk. That's crazy. That is I, I know oh three oh four. That's when Bovis Homes started developing that area. Right, in particular. right. So right. Yeah. you know the estates and everything. Like yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's so, the thing. So I feel like it would be an interesting place to research mm. and look into. And sometimes I got into like a, I go down rabbit holes sometimes. And yeah, I was just thinking about like yeah, why? When did Lakeside sort of come about? And what was it? And but there's not really a lot to sort of look at. But unless you were there and sort of witnessed it at the time, then it's interesting. It is interesting because we've all been there more or less. A lot of our, like I know more of Chafford than I know of anywhere else. If that mm, makes sense, so yeah. it does have a obviously a special place in our hearts. So just it's always interesting to find out new things about it. But to to meet someone that's been there since '94 is crazy. Because is it though? Like I feel it's like insane. I didn't even, I didn't know it was a place you could live in '94. Well, I, I mean, yeah, we were like one of the first. That's a whole life. I feel like second batch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. I weren't born. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I mean, it was fresh. Like, it I was know, like hear, fresh, yeah, fresh, yeah, brand new. I hear like, what you're saying, but that's crazy. But even, you know, um, you know, Gerald? Gerald's yeah, crew? yeah, yeah. Mm. You know they got a street named after him. Yeah, right? yeah that's because yeah. they, they were in a competition. Karoo Clothes, you which Jamar lives no. on. Yeah. Carol's name. Carol's <laughs> name. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice. Nice. Sound, yeah. They were like, <laughs> I remember. Crazy. I remember when they did the That's competition. Hilarious. They got together. No like, I think there was like five or six of the, like the original families to move into Chafford, and mm. they were one of them. And they said they just put their name into a hat. My mum always jokes like, if they had a proper Nigerian name, they would have been. Oh, that would have been. Follow him, he closes crazy. No, but imagine that though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be interesting if it was. That's interesting. But look how deep, like, when you actually go deeper, like, we're actually entrenched in the culture of Chafford. That's that's hundreds. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's his bits. So That's it's like, wow. Because he went, the older brother. Um Went Willie Eds in the end, or I think that's how it went. But no, yeah, was, he was he, he went was Trafford. Like, yeah, he he went was Trafford. like the head of our school. Uh, he was council. the head of mad. 
He was like, because we didn't have a head boy, but he was mm. basically. Oh, so you're in the same year boy. as Marie, innit? What's her last name? I'll bleep out Swamba. Kenyan. Nah. Yeah, because they were in the same year. I don't know. She came, she came, I think, in year 11. Oh, maybe. What, what, did she go by another name? No, just Marie. Oh, do you know what? Vaguely, like I said, a yeah, lot of it, yeah. just, especially if you just showed up in year 11, there were a few of them randoms that just came on right at the end. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to bother learning <laughs> <laughs> like, for the next few months. But yeah, yeah no, nah, there was a few people. There, no, I swear to God, there was a boy that was in my year and I literally only like recognized him in like year 10. Like I saw him in assembly one day and I went to my mate. It's like, who's that guy? Like, is he in the year above? And they were like, no, he's been there like the whole time. Damn. Wow. <laughs> but we just like, we literally never had a class together. But that is, that time. is possible. I I, like that, yeah. I think less so for us because. No, I remember everybody. Yeah, no, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Less so for us. I think we were more. Integrated. Yes. No, yes. We, were, we were more integrated in year 10. I hear it. But even before that, you knew who people were. Mm. Yeah. Kind of. He's saying he's saying he didn't know who someone was till year ten. I mean, it was Sam. one guy. It was one guy. He was like very. He was very quiet. Okay, he fair was enough. Like, we'll we'll yeah. let you have that. They might have just pop up. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it. I've been there the whole entire time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've always been musically inclined. Would you say ish? Where did it start? Yeah, actually, Trafford. Mm. That's where it started. Like. Honestly, the way they made this school sound so sick, like before we joined, <laughs> we had like this whole, I still remember there was like a booklet that you had to fill out before you started school. So it was like, like, yeah, I guess in the summer holidays after year six. And it was like, uh, you know, when you come to campus, like what kind of activities you're going to get, want to get involved in, like mm. you want to play football or this and that, da, da, da. And I literally remember it was just like, would you like to do a musical instrument? And you could tick one. And I swear to you, like at the time, uh, like the TV was on oh. and I saw Nickelback on TV mm. and he was like rocking out on guitar. And I was like, yeah, I might learn guitar. Never expressed an interest in it before. I'd never even picked up a guitar before that. I was just like, yeah, cool. Like might as well, like literally whilst watching it on TV. And then when I got there, my teacher was like, biggest stoner you've ever met in your life like but i didn't know it at the time i yeah. couldn't recognize those traits yeah, when i was in year not. seven but he just didn't care like he i had the most like laid back like introduction into like making music he was just like oh what kind of stuff are you listening to so I just go online print off the like the sheet music and we'll come in and we'll like jam it so i never did the whole because I'd, I'd actually um my dad tried to get me into piano like as a like traditional, you know, is like yeah. your kids should learn something kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And just didn't get on with it. Cause to me, it was weird because in my head, the piano music all like Barbar Black Sheep and that, that wasn't translating to the stuff I was listening to. Yeah. I was like, right. I can't to yeah, me that yeah. was it wasn't even music. Mm. I was like, I'm just it's just a like an it's just another class that I'm yeah. doing. But then when my teacher was like, oh, yeah, we can play some Linkin Park or whatever, Limp Biscuit, like, da-da-da-da. I was like, oh, what? Like, I can, like, I can play that. Like, mm. And hearing, like, and then he'd show me it. And I was like, oh, like, literally someone in front of you is now playing the music that you've just listened to on yeah, the CD. Yeah, yeah. And he's telling you that if you copy him, you can make these same sounds as well. And I was like, sick. <laughs> yeah. So from that day, I was like, 
not really from that day. It, like, it just took me a while to like, I think once I grasped it and once I just had that, like, you get over the first hump and you actually start like not sounding shit. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Like then I was like hooked on it. So mm. pretty much, yeah, from year, like middle of year seven onwards, and then straggled together a few people from class, made a little band, used to play in assemblies and that, mm. thinking we were like You're next the level. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but, were you in the same year as Quinn? Quinn, Quinn was a year above me. Okay, right. Um, I've not seen him in ages, actually. But yeah. we were close. He, Shout out to him as well. Yeah, because I remember he started learning guitar as well. Mm. So that's how I got to know him. Yeah, he was learning for a bit. And then, yeah, he was making, he went into like producing and stuff and that as well. Mm. But um, no, I remember, yeah, Quinn was, yeah, he was the year above. Okay. So in terms of like your career and everything you've managed to go on to achieve and do and the sites you've seen, what have been some of the biggest highlights for you? And how would you say, obviously you started in school, mm. what was that, the real turning point for you that it was like, yeah, I want to take music seriously. I want to do this. Like turning point wise, um, it's hard to pinpoint because I was, I definitely loved music by the mm. time I was like year 11, like leaving school. Like yeah. I went to Palmer's to do uh, like music tech and learn it further. But I think it was still just something I was like, yeah, I like this, but mm. I don't really know like where it's going. And then ended up like um, opening up like a studio, um, literally just at my parents' house. And it got to a point where it turned into like my actual like, job and it was serious and I had like a lot of like bands and artists coming through and around that point and I was still in the band at this point as well and I think I had a whole weekend of just doing that mm. and I was like it was almost like a little preview it was like oh this could actually this could just be my regular week yeah like so I was still at uni at this point and I was like literally like Friday I had a gig then Saturday I was recording a band and then Sunday I was recording a band and then played another gig in the evening. And I was like, if you're a musician, this is just like every day for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was yeah. like, oh, that's that's actually, that would be a sick life. That'd mm. actually be good. And I'd say probably from there, I started taking it like seriously. But like in terms of memorable moments, like the, probably the one that stands out to me the most was when I played at the O2 in 2016 and i remember because i knew where my parents would be sitting and i could see them yeah like, and i could actually see them from stage so i was like that was a cool like full circle moment yeah, yeah, like yeah. watching them after like supporting me and putting up with so much noise in the house <laughs> for so many years getting yeah. to actually see it like pay off was mm. like pretty cool um yeah, and that was just fun as well. Arenas are fun. It does. It's this isn't a regular occurrence in my life. This was like a one-off, like magical, like month that I had like many, many years ago. But just pure luck. A lot of a lot of music is just well for me anyway. It's just been luck. And yeah, just blagging it and just lucking my way on to certain things. Mm. Um, but now we were on tour for just over a month and a half, and pretty much played like every arena in the UK. Like, wow! Lovely, so we man. started. So the first night of tour was actually at Wembley. That was the very first show, and the band we were opening up for. They it was like their reunion tour. Mm. So like, 
to put into context, they split up when I started at campus. Okay. And oh. they finally got back together in 20, yeah, it was 2016, mm. after like years and years of people being like, oh yeah, we want you to come back to that. Mm. They finally did it. And I remember like, we were just nervous, like backstage, just like, I've never played like to that many people. I've yeah. never gone on stage to that many people before. And usually you can sort of look to the headliners to sort of, you know, like, <laughs> sounds weird, but like comfort you, you know, kind of, <laughs> like reassure yeah, you sort yeah. of thing. But I was like, these guys haven't done it in almost 20 years. Like mm. they, so they were just as nervous as we were. So mm. everyone was just like a wreck backstage. So. <laughs> but no, nah, like literally got on, loved it. It was sick. And then, yeah, pretty much did that like rooms of that size for like an entire month. That's crazy. So that was wild. That's an experience. What do you learn from an experience like that? I definitely learned how to work smarter and not harder because mm. it's a, it's an endurance game. Mm. It's a long game. Like I'm used to just kind of doing a show and then going home. Yeah. And then this was the first time that I really had to think about, okay, well, not going back home for at least like. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com I think we had, like, pretty much... No, I went home once actually. It was only after we did London because then we had a day off before flying to Dublin. So that was the only time in the month that like that, I went yeah. home once. Uh, so usually, like you know, you want to be in your own bed and rest and recuperate. But then doing that, especially vocally as well, you kind of need to think about getting rest and staying healthy and mm. like and just endurance for that long. Yeah, that's probably like the biggest thing. I learned, but, and also, yeah, just living in the moment and just really like, there was the that moment where I saw my parents like from stage, I was like, I was very mindful of just, I just want to stand here and just like properly take it in. Mm. Cause I, that's the thing I hear a lot of people, the most depressing thing is cause I'm a massive podcast fan. Listen, listen to you guys, obviously yeah. listen to a bunch of podcasts and I love hearing people's story. Oh, the I was, side note, the guy you had on Jamie, was it? Oh, yeah. Last yes, one, yeah, that yeah. one was sick yeah, i really enjoyed listening that. to his story but like in that similar vein when i listen to people talk about like things they've done and this and that and all that like, celebrities and artists and stuff they're like oh yeah but i don't i didn't appreciate any of it at the time and oh, i wish i could go back to this time and mm. you know this great time i had mm. so i was like rather than <clears throat> rather than getting to 40 and being like Oh, do you remember that time when I was 20 and I did this? Mm. I'm just going to actually enjoy it in yeah. that moment when it's happening rather than retrospectively 
enjoying that. So yeah, I, I had the best time to put it shortly. Like <laughs> I just like properly soaked everything in mm. with the mindset of like, I'm, pro I'm probably never going to be here again sort of thing. Like a lot of these rooms were just like, crazy just unattainable for me as a solo artist so i was yeah. like let me just enjoy this like, yeah 100 percent. I, I think it's it must have been an incredible experience just to have that and then to be in that sort of position as well i yeah i don't even know what i'd do if i was in front of that many people so i can completely understand the nerves how do you combat nerves in a situation like that or is it just a case you've got to embrace them yeah i embrace it um because you do a lot of solo gigs as well. Like, yeah. how do you... Because it's all on you, if that makes sense. It is, but I like that because I'm a control freak. Ah, so okay, if I'm right. in control, then that's fine. But, like, I'm not really a quote guy or, like, a sayings guy. But there was one that I had in my studio for so long. And it was confidence comes from knowing what to do. Mm. And I feel like when I know my stuff and I know what's going on and I've got everything, like... Yeah then I'm calm. Yeah. The only time I really get nervous is when I'm like unsure about stuff or like, I don't know, there might be like a new song that I'm like unsure about how it goes and stuff. That's when I'll get nervous. Yeah. But if I know my set inside out, which most of the time I do, mm. then yeah, then I'm fine. Then I'm not really worrying. But I think it was just... I, I doesn't like gigs and stuff they don't really make me nervous yeah. but i think just that i think that's why it was so weird for me and i remember it just because i think just the whole thing about because i think anytime anyone's ever playing wembley people are like oh wow and i think everyone around me is making a big deal about it yeah and yeah. everyone in the crew is making a big deal like oh we're in wembley today and da, da, da. i think just a lot of that like grandeur just comes up yeah. And it makes you overthink stuff. Yeah. But essentially, it was just, just playing just same songs always play. So yeah. Like, you know. I guess it's no different to any other, like, you should just treat it like any other night. Obviously, it's got its grandiose, um, there's a grandiose feeling attached to the moment, mm. but you shouldn't, it's good that you don't go out and then let it kind of haunt you almost. Not overwhelm you in exactly, a way. Exactly, yeah. that's the word I was looking mm. for. So I wanted to talk about the album. Yes. Uh, the Prius, the Prius Diaries, a hybrid story. Incredible work. Well done. Thank you. Like, I Thank was you. thoroughly impressed. How did <clears> you come <throat> up with that name? So most of my songs were written in my car, which is a Prius. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and recorded as well during lockdown. Recorded? Yeah. During lockdown. Actually, funny that we're in Pirate Studios because I had to like fight to get in here over lockdown because mm. i so i basically had to prove that this was a place of work and right. um, so i had to like prove income from like my youtube and like spotify yeah, and I stuff see. that i'm actually like making money from music yeah. so for a long time i couldn't get into pirate because it was like closed off to the general public um and then and then when i could i would think i was just like broke over lockdown <laughs> yeah. and i was like i've got nowhere to record so literally just took my laptop my interface my mic to my car and I was just like demoing, writing. Wow. Because I was like, so I do a lot of like loud, like screamy stuff. So I yeah. didn't do that in my apartment. It would just be a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. Um, but no, I, I was really impressed. And I, I think you really got into a lot of the stuff you wanted to discuss on the album. Like, it was a real insight into what you must have been going through at that time. Relationships that might not have worked out. Yeah. Um, 
just things going on with you personally. Stop living and don't dream. I can see why you really pushed that song. Incredible. <laughs> I appreciate um, it, man. I enjoyed Day Drinker as well. I felt like I could relate to that because I know a lot of women like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, I, I think that's my favorite song on the album as well. The, oh, the whole idea it, is just about a girl who... Her friend's going in one direction. She's going in another, and she's basically a pisshead. Um, <laughs> no, long and short. This is the best description of this song ever. <laughs> this is better than I do in like press. And stuff. Uh, wicked, screw right? job ninety seven. I love wrestling, so I really appreciated sick, sick. that. And then <laughs> let you go part two. I thought was a real insight to a situation where we've all been. You know, you get invited mm. to maybe an old flames engagement um sort of party and you know the ideas that go through your head what was the writing process for a lot of these songs because you did a, a fantastic lot of it, honestly job. thank you thank you so much man but a lot of it to be real just getting in my feels and just like mm. <laughs> rather than just like facebook stalking or lamenting about it just actually trying to be productive yeah and bring something out of it but um no i think um I so a lot of those sort of all came together like very quickly like all those tracks you just mentioned were probably in like a six month period where I had a bunch of songs that um were sort of ready for the album and then uh my label were actually really really cool um in this sense because it so it was meant to be like so there's like maybe like a six month process between delivering the album to when it actually comes out mm. so i remember the deadline was like august of 2022 oh, wow. and so would have been released like early 2023 and it didn't come out till like december yeah so but what happened in that time was so i had a bunch of songs and then like i remember let you go part two i wrote that um like yeah in the summer and the minute I did it, I emailed my label and I was like, yes, you know that list that I sent to you that said all the album tracks? Yeah, yeah don't worry about that. <laughs> Let's scrap that because this song needs to go on there now. So now I need to think about taking one out. Mm. Basically, this just kept on happening like yeah. literally every single day. And I was like, just, I think as well, as a creative, I'm always kind of mindful about... The product that you push. Yeah exactly like i'm very i'm very on point with what i want to put out like it's got to be to my standard, to, yeah, to my liking yeah. but also there's just this weird thing in the back of your mind of like you know when's when's it gonna run out like when is the tap gonna shut off because at, at that point i literally could not stop writing songs mm. could not stop and it's the complete opposite of what a lot of people feel mm. they're like struggling to write or they get like writer's block and stuff i would literally sit down to record a song and then in between just like tuning the guitar just making sure it's all sounding good i'll just start like playing around with something else and i'll be like oh that sounds sick and mm. that's another song that's another song right there and then mm. i go off into a tangent and do that so basically this just kept on happening until like pretty much every song that I had ready for the album was like, no, nah, that's replaced, that's replaced, that's mm. replaced. And so it took a long time for me to actually be like, okay, this is the final album. And the whole time my label were like, we'd rather have a great album in a year's time than 100%. an all right one yeah. now. And yeah, they were cool with that. Let me spend all the time I needed on it. Like, I mean, I think Screwjob, I think I wrote that like, it was definitely last year, last summer. It was like mm. one of the last mm. ones to come out. Just again, that was another one of just me just messing around. 
started playing around with it and I was like, no, nah, but I need people to hear it like now. <laughs> I don't, like I need, I, that has to go on. Like, yeah. So, and it's, it's been fun. It's been really good to have that process and actually just really enjoy it and really love everything on the album rather than feeling like, oh, well, something's got to come out. So yeah. just whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Were you happy with, are you happy with the final product? Love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, and you should. I, yeah. You made something that because what i really appreciate is you know the sort of music that we probably listen to on here it wouldn't be the normal genre that we'd go to but what mm. you managed to create felt very universal really? and oh, had I appreciate a that, real appeal and i feel like it's one of those things you could have put you could put those sort of songs in any sort of room and i feel mm. like they'd work especially the ones that i resonated with most um i just felt like there was it was something special and as you said, you do. There is the element of screaming, but I feel like there's a purpose to it. Sometimes, and when I've heard it, it's not really added to the song, if that yeah. makes sense. But I feel like you've used it creatively, and there's a lot of music that just does it for the yeah. sake of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Just to, but I felt like you was using when you did go to that place. It was to add to the song. Just the, just the production just felt like mm. to a high quality because. It's weird because I know you, if that makes sense. And yeah, we've done a lot yeah. of this where we've interviewed people that we know. But for me personally, this is the most studio sounding album, if that makes sense. Like, Bro, it sounds okay. like appreciate that, man. there's been time. And it was F done in the car. There <laughs> was no <laughs> studio. <laughs> it was done in the That's Prius. Nice. We yeah, but how did you do between that? the Prius and uh, and the Pirate Studios? Yeah, between that, the, crazy. Uh, yeah, did did you foam up the whole windows and everything? No, I don't believe in any of that, man. No, really? Like, oh, I'm oh. not. I'm like the least producery producer <laughs> ever. Basically, like long story short, without going on too many tangents, because I can just get way too nerdy and we'll start talking about <laughs> TS loss tables and yeah. different types of. I'm stuff. only assuming. I don't want to because like the way this is like sounded up and everything like. Sound like it's it's fine it's yeah. fine but yeah long story short i went to uni studied all that stuff mm. we did like calculations on what's the best soundproofing to do and this da, 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 da. Mm. and i've done all of that and done recordings on that and we had the nicest equipment the nicest mics desks preamps all that kind of stuff and then i went home and recorded something on like my 20 pound behringer mic yeah and it sounded just as good yeah yeah but you... I, so i'm like so i think from then i think I, I basically spent so long at uni around people that were like i'm not walking into a studio unless there's a neumann u87 there and like yeah. you know this preamp and, da, 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 and all this kind of stuff and we've come out of uni so like my first like it sounds so cheesy but like break was I, I remember I, I submitted a class. We had like a songwriting module and we had to submit a song that we'd like produced and then the class critiques it. And I remember the teacher being like, the lecturer or whatever, he was like, oh, you know, it's just, there's just no hook. Like you need to do this and that. And the production's like, blah, 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 blah. And that track was the one that got me on Radio 1. Oh. And that's the one that I ended up submitting to BBC and introducing. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's yeah, true. Yeah, and it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. all this stuff about, oh, you didn't do this. You didn't follow these rules and mm. you didn't do this. And then, 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 then. and it's like, I just, I, but I made a song that sounded good. Like, yeah. It's, you know. It's so funny though, when you actually put out like that, like the whole idea of music and being creative is like, 
It's freedom. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so you go exactly. somewhere. Art has no rules. Actually, really, art has no rules. There's all these rules. There's no, like, the, the, I think it's the hardest thing. Purpose. It's the hardest thing to put into a box like a curriculum because yeah, yeah. it's all subjective as well. Like Completely. what I what works for me might not work for you. Like even to the sound thing, there's a really popular song by Little Yachty. You know his breakout song One Night. It was like recorded on, as you say, like a really shitty mic yeah. in his grandma's basement. And then it's they, fine. what they did is they remastered it oh, yeah. um, to that make it sound. And that, and that it sounds worse. Didn't it happens all the time. Yeah, did not enjoy the remastered the version. Anytime they bring out something that's remastered or retweaked yeah. or something, I'm just like, nah, it was nah. fine. It was fine. Before. It was meant to be made that way. And yeah. music, I tend to find a lot of the time is, it's lightning in a bottle, mm. and you can't recreate that moment. You hear people re-record their songs. That was their biggest song. It's if you do say we recorded in the club, you're, like it's not gonna happen again. No. And then also as well, it's um, it's well, I don't know the song for Tyler the Creator, but he he basically just sat in the corner rather than the whole studio that he has and the whole ambience mm. that he creates. Mm. Just sat in the corner and then just did the whole song. Yeah, it was supposed to sound like that. Also, Jay Z on um a couple of tracks in the four 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 album, he wasn't feeling well mm. and. You could hear it once he said it, but mm. other than that, I mean, it sounds beautiful as well. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes art has no rules. No, 100%. but even mate, but look at um, like Colin said. I was just listening back to uh, Through the Wire, Kanye. Mm. Like it's literally about him. He had his mouth shut. Like, yeah. His yeah, mouth yeah. was like wired shut. And it's like, under any other circumstance should be like, bro, let's that just should delay. not be a like, song. Yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, nah, like, nah. we're doing this. We're and doing this today. 50 Cent as well. His biggest asset is the fact that he has fragments in his, yeah, fragments in his tongue, mm. and he's still, and that whole like, drool that he has, it's brought an emphasis to his sound, mm. and it's just made him. The multi-millionaire that we know him today. Hundred yeah. percent. Music should have no, no rules. There's no rules. There's no. There's no boundaries. Like you can do whatever you want. But 100%. going to your point, especially like I found it less. Yeah, it's been way less restrictive if I'm not thinking about all that kind of stuff. Mm. Because the minute I've had an idea, like I'm either in my apartment or I've got my car, or if I'm close enough and I can afford it, I'll come to a pirate and do something really quickly. If I had to hold myself to that standard of, oh, well, if it's not recorded at Abbey Road, mm. I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> like, no, cause I've met yeah. people like that, bro. Yeah. I've literally, like, I've met so many people that are like, they're like, uh, when I'd post up pictures, um, like, you know, like recording or whatever. Mm. And this is like back in the day, they'd be like, what, like, you recorded drums in the living room? Like, what? Literally, like, my parents' living room, I had like, full drum kit set up with like microphones and all mm. that kind of stuff and like triggers and people like how can you record a drum kit in the living room I'm like oh, how can you not microphones in it like it's just yeah. <laughs> like everything I just goes into logic and then you do whatever you want yeah. to at that point like I think people at that point like you're trying to you're almost letting these things get in the way and I'm mm. sure there's a sort of people that we delay and one thing I've really mad about you is Throughout the years, you've just kept on putting out music and there's been no excuse. I think a lot of those people, they're probably trying to find any excuse. Well, I couldn't record it at such and such studio. Yeah. Well, I can't make the song now. Like, no, these things, especially with the way technology's advanced as well, mm. it's there to aid your music and make it sound better. Like a lot of the things, maybe if this was like the 60s or the 70s, I'd get it. There's For only, sure, yeah. But now you can do so much off a laptop. 100%. Even um, Madlib himself, 
He records. He he produces on the iPad. Yeah, That's like insane. Everybody gets like the said, computer. There's no excuse. Gets the whole. Mm. Um, I don't know nothing, bro. I'm just. Going <laughs> but basically, they get everything together to then produce nothing. Whereas this guy is just there on the iPad, just. No, that's that's what I mean. Mm. That's what I mean. And it still creates what he creates. Yeah. So, mate, an iPad has more in it than whatever the Sen- Beatles were using, Elvis was using that back is in a the fact. day. Like, they, you've got more on that little thing. Like, I go on there, I've got every instrument that's ever been created, mm. every synth, like, yeah. and it's just there on this yeah. iPad, like, and that's crazy, and that's what people have been wanting for all them years. Like, if you went to them lot back in the day. And you were like, okay, so it's going to cost you this amount of million to hire, you know, these people, this producer, like yeah. all this kind of stuff. Or I'm going to give you this little tablet and mm. you've got every sound that's ever yeah. been made in yeah. the world. Like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. That's what you need. And what, So there is no excuse. Yeah, There's the music no, like, that's being created as well is, you could argue, maybe in some cases not quality-wise, but like, what they're able to do mm. is outstanding. I guess my question to you, well, not I guess, but my question to you is how did you get into the sort of music that you make and that you like? I don't think you're someone that would restrict yourself, but um, it's always fascinated me because it's not something that you normally associate with people of color, but I like yeah. the direction that you've gone in and the music that you've made. And it's for you, if that makes sense. Like, I believe the music yeah. you make is something you'd listen to. How did you get to that point? Mine, honestly, was probably wrestling. Okay. Probably uh, at that, that time. Yeah, that yeah, had like, like Triple so H's music yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. And yeah. I was like, oh, sick. Like, this hits. Mm. Like, it, oh, 100%. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Generation X, like, yeah. 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 that keys my ears perk up. Like, That's bro. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And literally no, from that, sense, no. then yeah. I was like, and then do you remember the CDs used to come out? Yes. She'd get like the WWF CDs, mm. like all the theme music, and it would have the bands on there, and it was one. And then I just started looking up. So you the individual knew that bands. that man weren't singing their songs because <laughs> that's a whole thing. <laughs> I'm saying that's a that's whole what thing. I said the other day in the group chat. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, I thought he sang his song. He Triple does. H. He does. Oh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels him? does. He's the only one that does. Ah, okay. <laughs> so that's fair enough. <laughs> but that was the thing, no, because that they. I remember an interview of Vince McMahon, he was saying it, they did that on purpose. They tried to get singers that looked like how you would think the wrestlers sang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I thought Big Show sang his music. Oh, 100%. That was the one that I thought. Yeah. No, I, could, but I think at that point, I already knew like most of the bands. So, like Triple H, he had like Motorhead do yes, his music. Yeah. And so then I started like getting into them. And then it's, you just end up in a rabbit hole after mm, that. Because yeah. then they start talking about bands that they're on tour with yeah, and collabing yeah. with and stuff and da 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 da. And then, yeah, you just end up in this whole world of guitar music and you're mm. like, but that was that was a mad thing for me though, because then obviously growing up in an African household, we had soca, yeah. reggae, like Afrobeats before it was Afrobeats. Mm. Like, didn't even have a name back then. Just, no, it was just, it was just it was African just music. music. Like, it yeah, was just yeah. like yeah. all them bangers. But. So I sort of, it was like kind of adjacent in a weird way. Because that's the thing, everyone kind of assumed that, oh, like, you only listen to rock and then, like, you hate, like, R&B or, like, rap or whatever. And I was like, no, I just need an iPod twice the size of yours. Because, like, (laughs) I've got, like, I've got everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. Because, like, there was a point where I think I only 
listened to like probably like rock and metal maybe when i was like 15 because i think you're very like headstrong at that point yeah, yeah, yeah and i think that was the time i was doing the most like musically but then i don't know man bangers are bangers exactly like, songs come yeah. out, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a pop song comes out like you know and you're like oh that's sick mm. or any that's the thing like anytime i'd go to one of my parents parties or someone's getting married or someone does this like premier girl comes on mm. and i'm like oh yeah, 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 yeah. i've heard this before you're like that's it you get them and this and i think even at that point before i re recognized what it was this nostalgia mm. And I think a lot of that is always going to be tied to me. Yeah. But then nowadays, like, no, my listening taste is all over the place. Like, it's shocking. Like, there's so much. Like, I, like, for me personally, I think UK Grimes in a good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I know a lot of people don't like currently like what the output is. Mm. Yeah. But I think just sonically, if I just kind of. I don't want to say like switch my ears off, but if I'm just like literally just catching a vibe, like I'm yeah, not trying yeah, yeah. to deep music too much. I think a lot of it just, I think it just sounds good. Uh, yeah. I like it. Mm. Pop music, I think is good at the moment because so. a lot of writers that do rock and pop kind of crossover. So there's a lot of pop songs that I'm like, oh, that sounds like a rock writer wrote that because it's got a bit more edge, like mm. Olivia Rodrigo, like all that kind of stuff. Mm. I'm like, it's not just your like it's not like s club and track like that was just to me that was a dark time really like atomic kitten and nah, all club these lot and nah it was, <laughs> then, like, it was too dark <laughs> it was just so like it's just english bland yeah, like you must have hated the spice girls loved them no that oh, was well. it i think it, it should have stopped after the spice girls we ah, should have stopped the people. band like girl band era after that i hear actually it. no no spice girls you had all saints they were sick mm. um Sugar Babes, I think Sugar Babes where I draw the line. They yeah, were fire. Yeah, yeah. But then I think after all like the award, like the game show, like the X Factor people and all that, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, nah. Yeah. Yeah, it was age, not so. not for me. Set of plots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like, true. Like, literally. Yeah. They don't hide it though. Yeah, 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 they they never hit it. What? Well, yeah. fuck it. What's it? One direction, Liam. He already had a relationship with Simon Cow before really? he got oh. to the Yeah, so no I'm not yeah. It, it's his way of trying to... And it's always funny how the person who doesn't win X Factor doesn't go on to be as successful mm. as that second and third. So it's something to think about for sure. Do you know what I was going to ask you? Just out of your... Um, just from your opinion, because there was a stage where like rock music was very much in the forefront of like mainstream music. Yeah. It was in the charts mm. all over the place. Now when I see the charts, maybe the past four or five years, it's kind of shifted on to like being a leech i say a leech pop music has kind of leached onto more like rap elements now yeah and like yeah sound, which is kind of beginning to de decline recently mm. and you get like the olivia rodrigo's and certain artists who are now beginning to latch onto that rock element again mm. yeah do you feel like there'll ever be another heyday where it becomes like the big thing again or yeah is it just not? i think so i think everything's cyclical yeah i think everything's just sort of like gonna come and go in its like stages because yeah no there, there is a lot of that now and a lot of artists are doing like rock versions or like rock collabs and stuff and mm. there's like a lot more of that but i think i think music's always going to be so cyclical but also maybe having one genre having its heyday is irrelevant now because you've got so much listening like 
that's just readily available for yeah. you. Yeah. I think maybe even like 10 years ago, maybe more. Like, all right, say I always give people this example and I'm like, okay, well, when you're thinking about your song, like it's irrelevant now, but it used to be a really good saying. I was like, if you've got 10 pounds and you've got Drake's new song, next to your new song and both your albums cost 10 pounds like you need to convince a listener to spend your 10 pounds on you and mm. not drake so you need to make sure your stuff is like nine times out of ten they're gonna side with drake but yeah. at least like that's where you need to you be need, aiming for yeah, do you know yeah. what i mean so like when you look at it in that sense it's like okay well if everyone's like shifting over to this genre then I need to be in that, like, to try and get that. But now it's like, okay, well, I've listened to your thing on Spotify, then I'm going to listen to the next guy's stuff on yeah. Spotify. It's like, mm. you, there's not that physical, like, Attachment. definitive payment yeah. that you need to do that says, like, oh, okay, well, this is who I'm siding with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can go, I, I jump through playlists, like, so much. I've got, like, New Music Friday, then Rap Caviar, mm. then, like, Punk Pop playlist, like, da, 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 all this, like... There is no attachment to it because before it was your hard like you had to use your hard earned money yeah to so basically you better like that album to that so yeah. there to was that a high level of appreciation yeah. to that album whereas now whereas now that same 10 pounds of everything Imagine yeah you've spending money on an album yeah. and it's bad oh um <laughs> <laughs> that is oh if i had to pay i swear you could get a refund no, I don't think so. Like. H and V were shocking, man. They would what, like they'd give anything back, back or no? Like, I remember, I remember my mum arguing with the man because I bought this Spider Man game and I didn't like it. <laughs> and I tried to take it back, and he was like, "No, we can't return games once they've been opened." Like, yeah, they were hot. They on were that. a whole once that like, plastic once you opened, yeah, yeah, yeah like, it's over. It's yeah, no, nah, yeah. paying for albums would have been crazy, and then and to not like trash, it, like, can you imagine? Well, then for again, real. that's why they took time with their albums. That's it, yeah. And that's you, what you could yeah. argue that yeah now Whereas now it's, it's more, like yeah it's, it's very true, fast paced yeah. not even fast paced there is a there is a quantity volume that is just so out there where you true. could actually listen to anything so like for example you obviously going on the journey of just listening to rock and then now listening to everything like I'm on a similar journey with drum and bass mm. like me and my brother we used to back in the day we, we would beatbox like drum and bass mm. so and then now all of a sudden we don't listen to drum and bass we listen to a like a whole a collection of genres yeah. so like you have your R&B uh, Afrobeats um, not even just Afrobeats because there's a whole there's a whole subgenre of African music yeah. yeah so it's not just Afrobeats itself but mm. there's African music as well there's hip hop but then drum and bass is just like yeah I'm feeling it that's your now, that's your home that's yeah, like your go to back then you would have to actually go physically buy something and then say, this is the stuff I'm going to listen That's to. That's true, yeah. But now it's just like... Accessibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hear that. That's interesting. And I'm hearing it. I'm here for, for real. That's good, man. It's, yeah. it's open. It's open to whatever you want to be listening to. And it makes it easier to kind of like, as an artist as well, to kind of promote to people. Because I think maybe, and tell me if I'm wrong, but... I don't know if we would have had the same conversation we had, like if it was 20 years ago yeah, and you oh. were someone that predominantly listened to R&B mm. and, you know, someone brought out a rock album and you had to like physically pay money Oof. for that. Yeah, it's true. That's a, that's a very... You may not have had that connection where it's like, if it just pops up on the internet and you're like, oh yeah, I know this guy, I'll give yeah. him a chance. 
and you stumble across it and you happen to like it, I think that's more, we're more likely to have those conversations. These yeah. Days. Mm. Like the amount of random stuff that I've just gotten into, like I like super got into classical at one point just because there was a really, there's a beautiful, beautiful piano sound that I was saving up. I literally waited till Black Friday for this, like it was like a synth mm. and it's just the nicest piano you've heard. Beautiful. And then uh, I, went into research it and the guy that designed the piano he releases stuff on spotify and it's like this weird mix of like classical with like electronic kind of edm elements yeah and it's just it's just gorgeous it's just beautiful music and i was like this would never have been on my radar like if you said to me like oh you've got to go all the way to hmv and buy this <laughs> yeah. obscure like neoclassical album i'd be like oh okay and I back then that. it wasn't even the case like we they say oh we might not have it so you have yeah to yeah show. so it's like now it's a whole journey to go and get that album it's a whole so thing. then that whole appreciation is like this album is goat mm. and you're not gonna try and tell me it's not goat whereas now yeah everything there it's I a catch 22 it. though <laughs> because yeah it's a catch 22 because i feel like what you're saying is because you had to physically do much more to get the payoff you valued it more but then is it a quantity versus quality thing because now i'm saying i feel like all of us have listened to stuff that we would have never have listened yeah, to yeah 100 because it's there if it's good so it's we good. have more but maybe we don't value it the same as the cds we got when mm. that we had to pay money for yeah. but then also is there a nostalgia factory you putting that into it oh, as well 100%. is that a thing yeah. like but then on top of that as well like the mp3s like you had megabytes yeah so if you had that album like even your thing your ipod i put loads of music on mm. there but I don't know. It was like what five gig? Yeah, it was five gig. Yeah. Five gig. Wow. Five gig is only maybe like a hundred songs, and them hundred songs I gave you mixtape songs and everything like that. Mm. So like some of them were just like five five of the same songs. It's just there's a remix. There's this one. There's this one. <laughs> so, but oh, yeah, like oh, there, there is a lot. But you're you're correct in what you're saying. Very much correct. In the sense, but no, I think I'm. Not, I wasn't saying that as a statement. I was. I was saying I don't know. I don't no, know what's I, better. Like what? No, like what do you think is the better scenario, if there is one? There isn't. I'm just saying I don't know. There isn't. What feels because I feel like you're right in the sense that we don't get because that. Like I went out, I, I had to find this album and I got it, and it's every song's a banger, every song hits. We don't have that anymore because I just click on Spotify and then boom, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. But we also the flip side of that is that we also have everything that we wouldn't normally have access to like or even oh, i yes. saw sorry um they uploaded i think it was the i could be wrong don't quote me on this but it's i think it's jay-z's uh on the black album there's also like a commentary album so it's got him talking like about the process each of each song like in the track order it, that is incredible. I, th I think it's that, but they've done that with a few albums. I might, it might not be that yeah. specific one, but they've, but it, like things like that. That like, how would you find that mm. otherwise? Unless she was like in his fan club back in the day or something. Like, it's just good to have accessibility. Um, so I guess the final question for us is, what's next for you? So this year, um, bringing out the deluxe album, nice. uh, which is just going to have a few more tracks on there. 
that didn't quite make the cut, but I feel like they should have their they they have have the life on the album. Yeah. With a new single as well, actually, that um that is being written currently. Um but that is a plan and then some more shows. Gonna try and get out to do some more um do some more gigs around the UK, mm. uh possibly elsewhere. But yeah, man, just keep it pushing, keeping the content going. Yeah. I basically feel. a TikToker at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically where I spend most of my time promoting my music. But uh, it but works. Yeah, man. Do you think it will ever go back? Because I remember there was a conversation. I mean, there is one artist that I know of mm. that does this. But there are some artists who want to go back. Actually, no, two artists. So there's Mark Homie and Lloyd Banks. They're selling CDs, physical CDs. Wow. So you have to be... Even JME as well. JME... Before he put it on Spotify mm. for I think maybe a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. He just put it out on yeah. the CD and you had to go physically copy it. Do you think he'll ever go back? No. Only because everyone you've mentioned already has a name. They're already established. Like I've been listening to Jamie for like how many years? Like he has an extensive like fan base that's already there for him to say, ah. Oh, We've been repping you for years. If you'll bring that CD, yeah, of course, I'll buy it. Mm. I'll support you. If you, if, you st if you decided you want to be an artist today and you went to some next man on the street, like, <laughs> I'm an artist, buy my CD. <laughs> Believe in me. Trust me. I've given him a fiver. <laughs> I've given one guy a fiver. Yeah, nice. Nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. Like, yeah, nah, Just I'm give the CD for free. So even yeah, but that's that. even that. Money. Even bro, if you got given the CD, in the what, what am I gonna play it yeah, on? Yeah, shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My laptop like, don't be doing that. No, no. Yeah. that's crazy. It's harder. Does like you Mac, have to does, really. Does the Mac accept CDs? Nah, the like, new ones don't. Like yeah, no, nah. the new ones don't for sure. Nah. No laptop does. Nah, you gotta do a USB drive. Even though, even if you gave someone a drive, like I'll just delete it and just use it as a drive. I'll just wipe it. I've got a new flash drive. Like, That's duh. not a bad. Like you've got to be, you've got to be where people are. Like back in the yeah, day, everyone, yeah. everyone was just standing around in HMV, just chilling. Like mm. they were just waiting for new stuff to come out, or they'd be watching MTV or like VH1 or da -da -da, all this or like Channel U. Like mm. you'd stealing, find new artists stealing skull candies. <laughs> yeah. That was a vibe. Yeah, you know exactly. We all did it. We all did it. That was it. You were just there, and then mm. if you happen to stumble across new music, then cool. So but like, no, nah, now like, so where everyone is now is on their phones, on yeah. TikTok. So that's where I need to be. That's to where try I'm and get engagement. Like, yeah, and I like it because it means I get to stay inside more. <laughs> you know, yeah. I hear that. I don't, don't mind making content in my room, and then you know, that's that's it. Like, so yeah, I don't think it will go back but there'll just be something new there's mm. always the next thing yeah 100%. but i don't know maybe maybe we do go so far one way that we go basically back to the stone age and we start from scratch <laughs> maybe like but i think that's everything mm. in life and technology and everything like maybe we've just gone because like if you said to people like 30 years ago oh yeah like but when all the teachers were like you need to learn maths because you're not gonna have a calculator in your pocket i do now <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like, crazy that's it no one no one saw any of this coming like no, it's true, oh it's yeah true. there's like 
a 14-year-old millionaire who just sits on his phone all day. When my mum was like, oh, get off the PlayStation. It's not going to earn you money. All right, look at KSI. Yeah. Like, I could have been him. I could yeah. If I was left alone to play FIFA <laughs> for them years, I, I could have done that. If I was left to my own left devices. To, yeah, That's what I mean. No, one, no one saw any of this. So we don't know what the next thing is mm. going to be. Like, I can't even guess to you at this point. But for the time being, whilst every teenager adult on their way to work granny sitting at home is sitting on their phone like doing that if you want to be seen that's where you got to be that's the most chance of you being seen 100 percent. all right well music um the way we end the show is we pick a song that we're currently listening to i'm gonna pick your song day drinker i still have no decisions so might as well double up on yours okay fine did i bring i'm gonna pick uh kitchen lights by west side gun Kitchen lights. Damn. All right, hold on. Kitchen lights. Do you know what? We're going to do... Oh, I'm going to do... Wait, so I get two because you fall for yeah, your Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get two. All right, okay. First one I'm going to do is called I Hate Goodbyes by Darla Jade, who's an artist I actually met a couple months ago and... We basically, we've been listening to each other, but we didn't know who each other were. <laughs> and when we exchanged Instagrams, I was like, I recognise your name. And yeah, been listening to all the songs. And now we know each other in real life, which That's is sick. Um, amazing song about how like terrible New Year's is. Um, so that was good. <laughs> Perfect timing. And also, all right, my second one I'm going to put on is a track called Home and Away by One Four, which is an Australian rap group. Oh, the drill We've group. Got, yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. seen their documentary on Netflix? Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Their so story's I, I really insane. got into them when I, because I, I was out in Australia at the time. And uh, it's just an interesting climate, like how much like the government just hates anything rap, like anything to do with wow. that. Like actively, like the government act, actively suppressed them from yeah, playing that- shows to the point where like Kid Leroy was like their mate. And he basically had to like sneak them into his show, That's crazy. so just so they could get on stage. Otherwise, the police were going to shut it down. Bloody but well. through that documentary, I got into their music. So their track "Home and Away." That's yeah, a banger. no, they are good. And their song, they've actually got a song with Kid Leroy. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. So very talented group. But yeah, main channel for podcasts. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate we really it. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it's been being here. Um, great episode. And until next time, peace, peace.